Welcome to Raise Your Vibe and Heal. My name is Lisa Snyder, and I'm here to help you live your best life. As an intuitive, I help you connect to the healer within. And as an energy interpreter and certified breathwork coach, it is a beautiful, beautiful process. On this channel and podcast, we hold channeled spiritual messages, mini healing sessions, and welcome monthly guests to share their wisdom. To stay updated on the latest events and receive a $10 welcome gift, please subscribe to my event newsletter on my website, lisahsnyder.com, which is linked in the description field of this broadcast. Tonight's topic is how societal beliefs can be toxic and harmful to your spirituality and tools to help you turn it around. Tammy Franklin returns tonight as our guest to join in the conversation. Tammy is a spiritual teacher and healer with a passion to help people understand themselves as spiritual sovereign beings. Tammy's intuitive insights help her clients free themselves from fear-based consciousness by bringing awareness to specific energies influencing their lives. She has been working as a professional psychic medium since 2009, and over time, her readings with clients evolved into insights of energies such as karmic cycles, past lives, and family lineage energies. These low-vibe energies were blocking clients and keeping them stuck in cycles of struggle, suffering, and fear-based consciousness. As a result of the healings, positive changes come into her clients' lives. On a personal note, Tammy has been one of my trusted go-to healers for the past three and a half years. I can personally attest to feeling the energetic releases in my energy fields and body. And I also credit Tammy with educating me on the importance of setting the intention of what I allow to work through me. It is my honor and my pleasure to welcome Tammy Franklin to our live tonight. Welcome. Hi. 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 Thank you, Tammy, for joining us tonight. I'm so excited that you are here and joining in on this conversation. I just so appreciate your time and I just appreciate you, my friend. Oh, well, ditto. I just, to have the chance to chat with you is we have a good chemistry and flow and I think, you know, and like-minded things to talk about. So, Absolutely. And before we get started on tonight's topic, I would just like to say hello to some of the people that have been saying hello to everybody who's been saying hello in the chat box. So I'm just going to scroll through here really quick and I apologize if I miss anybody. All right. Hello, Keith and Laura, B, Luann, Stacia. Uh, let's see, Karen, Isabel, Diane. Uh, let's see, Transcend with Debbie, my girl, Debbie Romero, Aspen. Uh, Aspen says, hi, Lisa. Good evening. Thank you for going live tonight in Holy Space. Uh, thank you, Debbie, for stopping by. Totally understand. You got to go. You got to go when you do. Thank you for dropping by. Uh, let's see, Karen, I think I said, uh, Glenda Marie, Glenda Marie, all the way from Australia. Hi, Glenda. Good to see you. I hope I didn't miss anybody. And I'd also like to thank moderator in the background, my daughter, Laura. I so appreciate you. Thank you for helping to keep me focused and on task. So thank you. I so appreciate you. All right. And if you haven't had a chance to say hello in the chat box, please feel free to do that. Okay. So Tammy, could you just, before we get going on tonight's topic, I would like to learn a little bit about your process and how you work with clients. I know personally, because I have been a client, highly recommend the work. Um, But if you can just describe a little bit to those that are new to your work, how you work, your process, your basically your the way you well approach your sessions. Okay. 
Thank you. Um, well, I'm a psychic medium and spiritual teacher and energy healer. And so when when clients schedule with me, I really let them di dictate how their session is going to go with me because everyone's at different places and um, has, you know, different expectations of what they are seeking. So sometimes it might be a session where it's all just spiritual guidance. Um, uh, um, a lot of my clients, um, sorry, little pause there in my thought process. But my purpose is really to empower the client. So I will spirit will bring forward uh, soul lessons, what they're working on. So spirit will shine a light for what is serving their highest good and what they have to heal. And when a, when, a, when this is where my pause was is people who are working on themselves and their soul growth, we get a lot more done because um, uh, there's a lot more to clear because they're doing the work. And, uh, but you know, every, every session's unique, as you know. Oh, it really is. I know that I think about when I first met you three and a half years ago, where I was in my life to where I am today and the things that come up and how we're able to connect. Cause yeah, I'm in this line of work too, but it's, it is so much easier to work with somebody who can look at it with a fresh pair of eyes. And we just need the mm -hmm. assistance and we can have another perspective and you're going to, you're going to read things or feel into things that I can't see and, uh, help bring some clarity and bring that in so that, um, and, and you guys, I literally can feel the shift, the shift in my energetic field. I can feel energy moving. I'm very sensitive to it, obviously, as you guys know that, but mm -hmm. it is, uh, it is amazing how much can be cleared when we work with these energetic blockages. And so uh, thank you, Tammy, for all that you do. I so appreciate you, which leads us into tonight's topic. Tammy and I were thinking about what we wanted to discuss tonight, and she came up with a brilliant, brilliant topic. And it's so appropriate. It means so many people can relate to this. And so we're talking about how how our spirituality, our connection with source can be affected by societal beliefs that don't necessarily resonate with ours, by the people that we're surrounded with, whether we have toxic, uh, narcissistic people that may be in our family, we may be uh, work with them, however, you, you know, however it's, it's out there, um, what's on TV. I mean, there's just so many influences that we don't always necessarily think about how these things are going to be affecting our connection with our source. And so, Tammy, I love that you brought up this topic. I just thought that was such, it was a brilliant topic to bring up. So I would like to start off with, um, how would you like to start off with this topic? Is, is there something that you would like to, to just kind of set the tone for it? You can just go right ahead and jump right in. Okay. Well, thank you. I was thinking, um, let's just dive right in with some examples of societal beliefs and energies that are very uh, prominent and at work within really our world, not just here in the United States. I would say this is a, these are worldwide uh, belief systems at work. And so the first one I'd like to shine a light on is black and white thinking. Um, and with black and white thinking, humanity, we've been conditioned to believe that someone's right and someone's wrong. And so this belief keeps us uh, in conflict and it keeps us in judgment of others. And for people that are doing their soul work, um, we know that judgment 
puts you into limitation and into separation and other negative energies. And so, but people who are uh, unaware of this, they think this is just a way of life. And so Mm -hmm. this is where uh, things get tricky and the slippery slope happens. And um, so I think it's important to talk about this because uh, another layer to this is as souls, we incarnate, uh, we have, so this, this 3D plane, the material plane, the physical plane is based in duality. And so this is why we have black and white thinking uh, that someone's right, someone's wrong, winner and loser, this kind of thing. Uh, so we have two types of souls that come in. One soul, uh, one soul type that comes in is they have their imagination developed and uh, they're very empathic. And this is their right, you know, uh, I would say on a physical level, identify this with a stronger right brain energy. Mm-hmm. And then other souls come in with a stronger left, left brain energy, which is a uh, function, which, which is an overly developed intellect, and they don't have the imagination. And they and um, so and they identify through their ego, whereas uh, empathic people and people who have their um, imagination senses developed are uh, uh, compassionate towards others because we can imagine what another person would feel like. We can, you know, put ourselves in their shoes, whereas on the other side, they're very linear and they relate to everything back to their own mindset. And so this is where we have this black and white thinking when these two energies come together. And so um, anyway, so I'm really shining a light on the uh, how this creates judgment. So on one side, you have the, um, the people with a strong intellect and they're in their ego energy. So they're constantly judging and shaming those who are empathic. And then those who are empathic, um, uh, we give our power away because we stop speaking our truth and we stuff it down and we become people pleasers. Um, uh, Oh, here's the other thing is another layer to this is uh, free will, whereas um, the people functioning from their intellect impose their will onto others of those who are empathic. So they say things like, you don't want to offend anyone or you can't. Yeah. Right. And then that becomes a belief system. Mm -hmm. Um, You can't say that. Like I've heard that my whole life. Oh yes. I I innocently speak truth. I I cannot tell you how many times I've heard that. Like, and if you don't have anything, (laughs) and if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. And it's like, well, when you listen to that programming, when you're raised with that, and then when something doesn't sound right or something's not resonating properly, we shut it down. And mm-hmm. yeah, I just wanted exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah, exactly. And it just spirals down from there and it can create a soul wound in your child wound, a false belief of, of it creates unworthiness. Um, <laughs> so another one, you don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. Oh, heaven forbid. And you're saying this to the person who's empathic, Right. So that, right. that's the total inversion of the whole thing is because <laughs> you have the one who has no empathy telling you that you don't want to hurt anyone else's feelings. And so now 
you're learning to put uh, disregard your own highest good and put other people's highest meaning you know the self-centered person is now becomes the, the dominant you know the dominating uh dominating energy in the relationship because you're giving all your power to them so it's it's you, you know so this is uh just such a strong, strong energy. And um, so really underneath this, we're creating shame in people's consciousness. And shame is uh, Dr. David Hawkins, um, who he's deceased, but he did, uh, he wrote a book called Power Versus Force. And his work as a, a spiritual teacher was about um, the vibrations within consciousness. And so he did like a frequency, like he like did a rating scale of frequency of the different levels of consciousness. And so shame is the lowest level of consciousness. So that that is self-directed hatred. And within that is a rejection of your divine nature. And so that's the biggest manipulation and deception that's going on in the world when we shame others. And this is how horrible it is. Um, it's uh, so it, it's a and it's at an all time high. It's it's around our society, like everywhere we go, we can't say, you know, whatever you say might be offensive mm -hmm. or. Um, uh, there's all these identity constructs that are being manipulated on every level. Um, so it, and it, it creates all kinds of soul wounds, really bad soul wounds and conflict, and it keeps us polarized. So as uh, people who are awake and aware of these energies, we just need to recognize it and not participate in it. And so in that when do you not, when do you silence, you know, we say silence our truth, uh, stuffing down your truth would be not speaking when you should be versus choosing not to engage in conflict through awareness and recognizing someone who's just not capable of hearing you because there's no point in, in, in engaging in that. I so I can completely relate with that. I was raised in a narcissistic household. I had one parent who was highly narcissistic, uh, and I had another parent who was very um, not engaged. So there was no support structure. There was no support network there for me as a young girl who clearly was empathic. And so I learned to my survival skills was to stuff it down my, you know, stuff down my gut. I had gut issues when I was in college. Um, don't speak my truth because I was penalized or I would get in trouble for that. Mm -hmm. uh, and so um, developed thyroid issues as I got older because I had to learn because I, I learned how to uh, in, in, in order to make the peace and it was easier for me to make the peace, I was not speaking my truth. So, um, and that catapulted into, you know, different relationships, friendships, um, boyfriends, um, all these different things. And so that behavior absolutely affected how, uh, how connected I felt I was with, um, with source. And I always had like a, a feeling I always felt, 
I, I don't know. I just didn't really think about it. But then when I got into my 20s, something that something switched that I started paying attention. Uh, mm-hmm. So when you're talking about some of these uh, people with with um, the linear thinking, or they're not they're they're instructing these young people to mold themselves mold themselves to them and not uh, speak their truth. You are creating. A generation, or you're creating these um, these people that are coming up that are having a trouble connecting with with each other, and it's kind of like I you mentioned the sports reference. It's like uh, I was my kids were in sports, and my daughter was um, played college sports, and you could feel the tension in I mean within the parents, within um, within the within the you know, the, the arena, um, you could just feel it was so palpable. You could just feel people just, I'm going to win and you're going to lose. And it just got so nuts. Um, mm-hmm. and so that's a society thing I feel like is one of the things that we're dealing with and having to try to, to try to move a- around or work from. So. Right. Well, yeah, the competition energies that work within our world are next level. Um, uh, the other thing, another belief at work within this is a, a societal belief is that, and I worldwide, is that <laughs> people need to believe you. Okay, explain that, please. Right. So we all think we need to be believed by others mm-hmm. to be validated, right? And that that is identification with external, external energies of other people and circumstances to create our own self-worth within us. And that's backwards, right? So, and so if we have, and that's a very uh, strong belief at work within everyone. I mean, this is kind of a fairly new realization that I've had along my path is like, uh, so people in their ego, they're, they don't, they're it's just, <laughs> I've, I've been talking to people or I, I've in the past, I've had conversations and I'll say something like this and it's like the eyes just go blank. And they're like, <laughs> I had one person, she just looked at me and she was like, I, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, okay. Okay. Like they just like, just let it go at that right. point. You just let it go, move on kind of thing. But, uh, but that's just as an example, right? right? It's just totally lost on someone who identifies with everything based upon external realities or has a very linear mind. Mm-hmm. And it like, that's what keeps you in your ego. You can't let it go. They just have not because they haven't surrendered their ego. So they're going to just keep coming at you. And until they wear you down, they wear us down, the heart centered yes. people, and we give our power away because, because we're heart centered and have compassion and understanding and empathy. But when, but the point is, is realize it doesn't matter if someone believes you or not. It, what matters is your truth and how you feel about your self-acceptance and your self-love and your self-identification. And that's where the power is because that shifts everything when you stop giving people power by needing them to validate you and believe you. Well, and the interesting thing is that until the person realizes that, 
it it may be a it may be a big hurdle because some of us don't realize what's going on in the background we have to have that awareness we have to literally be hit over the head with something or we have to Mm -hmm. finally go i can't be around this person anymore you know something isn't right and that's where you know when we work with somebody like yourself who can help us identify what some of these belief systems are where some of this energy is coming from and helping us to think about or feel into it it's not an overnight process it's something that Mm -hmm. we have to it's layers you know we always hear that expression layers of an onion and i uh, well you know i'm perfect example for that um i just saw a comment that i wanted to show on here i know laura already put it on here aspen says i read that we have two different sides to us as humans and souls and it depends what we feed more into whether we feed our ego jealousy comparison etc or if we feed the soul part of us the nurturing empath that we are by birth and by being conscious of which side we're feeding us helps us be more aware about what we're putting out there i agree with that i like that i agree with that too yeah and And i would say that's like a summation of learning to surrender your ego right mm -hmm. so that you can have that perspective and then Keith also says here, he says, I have a big problem with putting things on my shoulders and then I have back and neck problems. I, yes, that is the, the physical, the physical will absolutely show up if we're not dealing with these emotions. You know, everything starts in that emotional field and may manifest in the physical situation. Keith says, if you feel that you gave your power away, how do you call it back to you and make it clean? I'm going to let you handle that question, Tammy. Okay, well, uh, the first thing is your awareness that you're giving that power away. Um, And then you consciously decide within yourself, okay, I'm done doing that. I'm going to stop that. Uh, I would say to heal it is uh, energy work is very powerful, but something you can do, a tool that you can do is to call back your power. And so I like to work with spheres. So I, I pick a, like, I always use a golden sun. And so you can call, you just, just intend, uh, I call back my power from all directions of time into this golden sun. And then you bring the golden sun. I always picture it above me. And then I bring it into my aura and that, and so like the layers, like Lisa was saying, everything is layers. And so part of healing is soul retrieval as well which you really need a spiritual healer to do soul retrieval. But I mean, you know, eventually you can get to it. If you're healed enough, you can do it yourself. I mean, cause it's always about empowering each, each of us are that powerful. It's just, it just is a process to get there. And so we have help along the way with people like Lisa and myself to do that. But um, that, that, that's what you do is that you can call it back yourself. You can ask your uh, angels and spirit guides to help you call back your power uh, from all the places you've given it away and uh, to integrate it back into your energy fields. That's another thing. I know when I've worked with you, Tammy, you also, it's not just this lifetime. You've called in all time, space, directions, you've, mm-hmm. it, it, and it makes a difference. It's, uh, <laughs> it's, it, it, and, and that's, well, time is happening all at once. All these things are happening at once. So mm-hmm. that would, 
that would make sense for that. Um, I just want to uh, mention for those of you that are asking, we're not doing readings tonight and we're not doing healings. So, so tonight we are truly having a conversation about societal beliefs and how it can affect our spirituality. So if you do have questions regarding that topic, please feel free to put those in the comments section in the chat box and Laura is going to help us with monitoring those questions. And uh, Laura, if we miss something, please feel free to just put it back on the screen because we definitely want this to be an interactive conversation. So, um, okay. So Tammy, I'm going to, I'll put the, give the, give the floor back to you again. Okay. Okay. Um, well, I would, I would briefly like to shine a light on another societal belief of offense of the, you don't want to offend others because this is going to disconnect you from your self-awareness. If you're always identifying with someone else, like, Oh, did I hurt their feelings? Did I upset them? And this is what I always work with, with empaths, because that's their biggest hurdle is they read other people and they don't realize they're reading other people. And then they identify it back to themselves as they did something wrong, which is a soul wound from a past life of being persecuted or having some form of trauma. And you unconsciously bring that forward into this life. And so your soul remembers. And that's why you interpret of like, oh, I upset that person. Like, I did something wrong. I'm going to get in trouble. Uh, right. And yes, and it's, it's a cycle and it keeps you, um, it keeps you in suffering. It does. Yep. Yeah, it does. Yeah. So it's really important, um, that, and just don't buy into this normalized belief that is being promoted in, uh, it's being promoted everywhere. Uh, so in today's world of, of this, uh, this uh, manipulation of offense is just a very, very dark energy. Um, okay, so I wanted to say, like, uh, I think I touched on this, like how, like how. Uh, let's talk about defense, okay? Because we get suckered into defending ourselves, um, and even people who are on the spiritual path don't understand how uh, manipulative and how defense lowers, it creates powerlessness within you. So when you, it, it's a self-protection, right? Like mm -hmm. it, it, it's how you, it's a, a misappropriation of self-protection defending yourself. So we do it from not knowing better. And we also do it from um, our identification of unhealed uh, emotions within our own consciousness and belief systems. And it's also that needing to be, be believed. Thing, yes. Right. Because yes. you're defending yourself, you're wanting <clears throat> others to believe you and you're proving your worth to others and you're mm -hmm. proving your innocence. And so, you know, uh, this is a big, you know, just, uh, our court system, our legal system, right? You're innocent. We're told you're innocent before proven guilty. But what are you when you go to court? You're a defendant. You're the defendant. So like just a totally twisted and inverted thing right there. But that's a whole mm -hmm. nother rabbit hole. But that's a perfect example of that. So um, and defending truth is also a uh, truth stands for itself. That's mm -hmm. plain and simple. And so when, but it takes the many, many layers to peel back before you're going to get to that point that you can be in total acceptance of, um, of that. And you just, 
will not uh, react or be triggered in any way. And defending also blocks you from receiving, it blocks you from uh, surrendering, and it blocks you from allowing. So, and it's like, I, I, I get suckered into it to this day. Yep, me too. And, and I do, it, I do get a little mad at myself, and then I let it go. But you know, you have to have your process. <laughs> let it go, yourself. let it go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it's a, it is such a sneaky, sneaky energy. And even though I have mm -hmm. all this awareness, I have the awareness of getting, uh, like, sometimes in the heat of the moment, you don't realize because it's such a natural response to defend yes. yourself. Like, I didn't mean that. That's not what I said. You, you know, like you just, mm -hmm. and, and narcissists oh. are the best at getting you to defend yourself. They oh. bait you into defending yourself because you're constantly with narcissists. Yeah, I have my fair share of narcissists and narcissists are so good at baiting you because you're mm -hmm. always deliberating reality because yes. they relate everything back to themselves. Everything yes. goes back to their inner narrative. And it's like, it can be like, that's why I say you're debating reality. Mm -hmm. And they take and they invert everything you say. And so what is the natural response? I didn't say that. No, nope. that's not that's not what I said. And now you're defending yourself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The gaslighting, the invalidation, the minimizing in a sense, natural response to go into that self-defense. But recognizing it goes a long way. And then you can just, you know, uh, choose to not respond. Um, you can say, you know, I've, I've really tried to come up with um, solutions to this problem because it is a problem. I think the awareness and recognizing what's happening to you, you can say uh, if you feel at some people, if you haven't spoken your truth and you're healing that, then you're re to heal that you need to speak your truth. Yes. That's the only way you're going <clears> to <throat> heal that is you actually have to go through you, you heal through your self-expression. And so you have to face that fear and work through that fear. And, you know, for many people, we have uh, wounds around our voice, many, many, many yes. people. And so you are going to have to rise. And so what I'm saying is doing it in an empowered way of like, you could say, no, that's not what I meant and leave it at that. Or um, stating something like you're cherry picking if you're dealing with a narcissist, they love to cherry pick, right? Oh, you could God. just be, you could just like stick to the facts, <laughs> like stick to the facts because yep. that's not defensive. Mm -hmm. And also when uh, the know-it-alls, those are also narcissists, the yeah. know-it-alls are telling you what to think and telling <laughs> you what to believe. You, that that's another one that really sneaks you into defending yourself. You can say some, you can either say nothing and let it go because you're aware of what's going on. Or you can say, how is that helping me? Yep. So. Well, yeah. <clears throat> the narcissism thing is a real tricky because sometimes <laughs> we didn't even have a definition for that when I was a kid or even in my early 20s. And I agree. Yeah. I totally agree. I didn't know what a narcissist was until uh, there was a relationship in my life that uh, required me to go to a counselor. I had never yeah. even heard of the word and I was in my twenties and we're the same age. Right. So yeah. Give or take a couple of years. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yes. And the, the, um, 
the thing is, is it can be so sneaky. You've got the ones, you know, you've, everyone's probably heard of, you've got the ones that are, <clears throat> excuse me, more in your face and you've got the ones that are more covert and the sneaky ones, you don't, you might not even realize or recognize the, what the red flags until you realize you're really deep in the relationship and, you know, getting to your point about using your voice and, and speaking your truth, uh, you can, you can, I know for myself personally, I'll just use myself as an example here. I have been trained and conditioned no more. I have been trained and conditioned to just let it roll off my back. Just ignore it. It'll go away. La la la, la la la. And, um, and thinking, oh, things are going to get better. Or, uh, that person really didn't mean that thing. Yes, they did. I mean, Mm -hmm. people are showing us all the time who they are. Just pay attention. Just look at their actions. Don't listen. You don't have to listen to their words. Really see what they're doing. And their Mm -hmm. words will give you some indication of that as well. But here's the thing. I have lost. I literally cannot think of all the people that have come and gone, like almost like a revolving door here in the last two, three years. As I have said, as I've started claiming and speaking my truth and speaking my truth has been even things such as being on this platform, inviting guests such as yourself, working with other spiritual teachers and healers and connecting more with the source energy. So the cost, the cost has been temporary because I've started saying, no, unfortunately we're not an energetic miss. We're, you know, I don't say we're not an energetic, we're an energetic mismatch. I don't say that, but you start to realize when people are coming and going, oh, that's what's going on because you're choosing source. You're choosing your connection. You're choosing uh, to show up and do whatever it is that you've chosen up to do. The cost is there may be people that are not going to stay in your life. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. I'm not saying leave your relationships or ditch your friends or any of that. I'm just saying you have to really listen to your inner wisdom. You really have to listen. And the more that you start to choose and pay attention to what your true beliefs are, not society, not what you've been raised with, but what really resonates with you. And all the people that are here today, I'm sure all of us are empathic or you would not be on this. You would not be listening to this conversation if you weren't trying to figure out how to improve or to better your situation or how you can show up better in the world. And part of that is being true to your voice. And of course, you know, you're not running around like a crazy person, but you're just honoring the light that's within. Um, there was a there was something on here, and I hope Angie this was addressed. Angie says, I have a daughter-in-law who drains me. I need to figure out how to not let her get the best of me. Do you have any additional tips for Angie on that uh, that, you were, that you haven't already mentioned? Because I know, Tammy, you've already kind of highlighted some of this. Anything specific that Angie can use? Well, it, that's actually what I was just going to bring up is okay. uh, energy vampires, right? Yes. Narcissists are energy vampires. And, I mean, you don't. Or you can have narcissistic traits, but mm-hmm. they, they suck the life out of you because they they take everything from you. Um, and the invalidation and the minimizing and the inverting of your words and anything you do or say is exhausting. So um, let's see. I'm getting to the answer. Uh, also to know that you're not crazy. That's <laughs> part of it yes it is right that's part of it like you're not crazy and that is part of the soul lesson is that self-belief and that's part of the why you have these kinds of relationships is to give you that opportunity to be in this dynamic and know your truth and know your worth and not need them to validate you 
and to know that you're uh, not crazy, <laughs> you know, and whatever it is that's making you feel crazy. Now, back to answering the question about the um, sucking your energy and draining you. This is why we have to set boundaries. This, this is why we have to set boundaries, because that is a form of self-protection and you, you need a break because um, so that's one thing. So setting boundaries is very necessary. Limiting your time with like, I think she said daughter-in-law, yes. whoever the person is mm -hmm. um, limiting your time with them. Um, if you can have other people around you to support you to kind of, because a narcissist tends to pick on the most empathic person. <laughs> so they usually have like a favorite victim, right? So if you have because other that's, people there. Because of their own, when you think about it, and, when, and, and I, I want to, I'm just going to just interject here a little bit, because we all know, or if we don't know, people who are highly narcissistic, toxic traits, well, however you want to define it, yeah. they have their own childhood wounds. They have their own trauma. But the mm -hmm. difference is, that my experience has been, and I have dealt with so many, I literally, if this has been a lifetime lesson, I, I had, I just pulled out the other day, I had an Akashic record reading with um, a gentleman in 2020. And I just read this and just, I had a giggle when I saw it and said, one of the things you're working on right now in this lifetime is how to work with and deal with narcissistic people. And I just pulled that out and like, how the heck did I forget this? But the, the thing is, is that, you know, Tammy, myself, we realize when we have garbage that we got to deal with. We have stuff. We don't feel right. And we're working and we're actively, those of you that are lis you know, listening to this broadcast, actively working on the differences, people that are in that situation and the narcissistic, highly toxic people, they're not unwilling to look at their childhood wounds or the wounds of their past. And they want to just, they're like this. So this is a survival mechanism. But the thing is, that does not mean it's our responsibility to try to fix them because guess what? They are entitled to live their life according to way they want to live their life. And here's the kicker. So are you. And that may mean you make a different choice. It's never too late to make a different choice. And now getting back to what Tammy was saying about boundaries, this is really an important factor. I just want to interject that little piece there for you. Yeah. But and, and engaging with them uh, that people, when you're dealing with someone who's self-centered, they're, they're, they're sucking your energy, right? So, yes. and we, we want to keep the peace, right? We want to keep the peace. And part of keeping that peace, if it's creating you suffering, then that's where you need to take a step back and, um, and set a boundary and okay, this, this is because that's sucking your energy. If, it, if you have dread um, and you're feeling exhausted, all that, that, that means setting a boundary. Another, so energetically, what can you do? The stronger. So we are all learning as souls, as we um, talked about earlier, calling back our energy, right? Um, the stronger our, the more we become whole the stronger our energy field is and the stronger yeah. our vibration is. And so um, that it's uh, uh, so much is coming back to setting an energetic boundary and raising your frequency. But um, um, okay. So 
this is a very long-winded answer, but no, uh, an it's great. Tool. <laughs> it's great. It's all good. That's what. That's why this conversation is just kind of weaving in and out, and just yeah, let. Yeah, and it's a flow. True. And and again, if you have questions for Tammy or myself, please, please feel free to put those on there, and Laura will just be watching for that. So I, I'm sorry, Anna. Excuse me, oh, I, inter I, I interrupted you again, and that's the other no, no. thing. I also, oh my gosh, I keep interjecting here. I also think that as women, and I just did it, we apologize way too much for True. things. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry I exist. I'm sorry <laughs> I spoke, blah, blah, blah. And then you get around a narcissist and they're going to love that stuff. And you never, it's never enough. So um, somebody just said in there, uh, I need to put, oh, Aspen says, I need to put all that on a shirt. I have lots of experience with this kind of behavior, Aspen. That's why I can, <laughs> I'm getting off my soapbox. All right. Off my soapbox now, Tammy. I'm sorry. I, Oh, no, Please continue. I just you're, started to apologize again. <laughs> so um, energetically, here's a cool tool. Uh, again, a sphere. It's called a conversation bubble. So when you're, if you're talking to someone on the phone, I like you can envision a, a golden bubble uh, outside your ear between that person, the person you're speaking to or in the room, Right. Uh, so intend for all the energy of the words to go in that conversation bubble. And so that protects you energetically from taking on these, uh, the, the self-centered person's projections and negativity. And then you can, um, it would, it would be best if you like, ask, you could ask your spirit guides or your angels, or you could just intend to take that bubble up and explode it or uh, ask your angels or spirit guides to dispose of it. Um, that's a really powerful thing to do because it, it helps a lot because then it's not your aura taking it on because uh, energetically, we tend to unconsciously match the people we uh, interact with. And mm. that's part of raising our vibration. Uh, and I know, I know I've had other psychics tell me like when I come, you know, I, in the past, I've been told this, that I quickly lower my vibration because I match, right. Cause I've yep. been taught through yep. persecution and <clears throat> suffering. I always, you know, Oh, you're shining too brightly. You got to dim your light. So people don't see you. We do this unconsciously. Right. So, and, and I don't do that as much anymore. I'm, no. I'm sure I do occasionally, but this is something it's part of our growing and healing journey. And so we are unconsciously matching them. And that's another reason why you feel yucky and drained is because that could be another layer to it. So use a conversation bubble. The other thing is you can put yourself in a bubble you can put them in a bubble. Um, I know, like, for example, just as an example, outside of the context of narcissists, uh, when I've done like yoga classes, because like, when I love doing yoga, um, but I always pick on pick up on other people's stuff when I go to yes. yoga. And um, it's like, <clears throat> okay, whoa, 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 like, I don't want to hear all their stuff or their dead people start talking to me. And I'm like, no, I'm just here to do yoga. Um, <laughs> so uh, anyway, I, or I'm next to somebody that's kind of prickly. I will put them in a golden bubble of light and it helps some, and myself, and mm -hmm. it helps 
so much just it keeps their energy because people like that lack energetic boundaries and they're oversharing so if you put them in a golden bubble of light and i always like put a golden cord like up to source yes and so that just that's you know unconditional love it's a high vibrating thing to do it's positive energy it helps so much so using energetic tools like that can help you and it's a very loving compassionate, kind thing to do. I saw something yeah. on here earlier, and that's, this really speaks to this. Uh, Jay Lee asks, how can one console, comfort, or assist someone who's dealing with an extreme narcissist? Because I do believe there are so many different levels of a narcissist. Great, great question, Jay Lee. I'll let you start with that, Tammy. You know, I think uh, validating them <laughs> one, <laughs> yeah. listening yes. to them, validate them, let them know they're not crazy. I, I would say uh, energy work, uh, that would be one thing. But also, I would turn to the internet. There are some great uh, people on YouTube that have channels dedicated to creating awareness around narcissism. And it is, I must, I have watched a ton of those videos. It Me is too. So, it's so validating. I, I feel bad. I'm like, I knew that. But just hearing somebody like, you know, under a, a psych, you know, as a PhD person speaking <laughs> to it in a professional level, it's like just super validating. Like, I, so I think that's a really, really great tool um, because that's going to really empower your, your, your friend with knowledge because knowledge is power. And that's going to that's what's going to shift everything for her. It, it, it really does. And watching those videos, some of them are humorous, some of them are educational. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're all over. It, it just seems to be such a hot topic now. And I've learned so much in the last, uh, especially last year, you know, the gaslighting, uh, which I've dealt with my whole life. And you start to doubt and you start to question your reality and you're starting to, you know, that that thing where you talk about, you start to dim your light to try to make somebody else feel better. That's not helpful, guys. That is mm -mm. not helpful. Dimming your light is not helping. We are here to show up and spread our light and connect and be part of raising the vibrational frequency. When we dim our light, we are lowering, my, my, my belief is we are lowering our vibrational to be a match with what you just said, Tammy, to be a match with mm -hmm. the other person. That is not helpful in healing. It's not helpful in healing for you and it's not helpful in healing for the other person. And again, if the other person is unwilling or unaware uh, to work on themselves or to make any changes, that's where you have to think, what is in my best interest? Now, if it's somebody yes. that you can't get away from, such as uh, you know, a, a daughter-in-law, or and I'm not saying your daughter-in-law is a narcissist, uh, Angie, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that the behavior can be difficult. So it right. again, Talk it comes absolutely. It can come, it really comes down to limiting your time, like Tammy said, boundaries, having other people to help insulate the gold bubble. Love that. You taught me that one, Tammy, and I've used that many, many times. Um we really have to set those boundaries. We have to honor the divinity that's within each and every one of us. And we are not here to be anybody's uh, verbal punching bag. We are not here to be walked all over. I, I have a question <clears throat> for you, Tammy. Your belief, mm -hmm. do you feel that, uh, is this more of a, are women more affected by men? Or is that a blanket statement that as far as, um, uh, well, no, I think there's a lot of narcissistic women too. I, yes, I know. I, uh, I would say I know more, uh, women narcissists than men. My in mother. My life. 
My mother is. Yeah. I and I'm estranged from my parents, so and we have no relationship whatsoever because yeah. because I unknowingly had to set boundaries when my kids were really little because I'm like, I know what I grew up with. I don't want my kids exposed to this. And mm-hmm. even though I didn't have the language, I didn't have the word, I it was just really important to set those boundaries. And that and that meant I had to, you know, it just naturally kind of stopped. But um I'm not I'm not recommending people do that. I'm just saying that's what I had to do in my situation to get healthy. So Glenda Marie, oh, Laura, can you put that question back up there? Tammy, how do you handle a client that is sitting in front of you is the narcissist, but they don't see it? Great question, Glenda Marie. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> do they come to you, Tammy? Yeah, I, I would, that's, that's what you, I would say, um, actually, I think I, I, I wouldn't say I have a, uh, very few clients that would be in that realm. I don't think I have any true narcissists that come see me, but maybe definitely some people that are in their ego. And uh, so like people that are like uh, trying to figure out what the spirituality stuff is all about. And so um, you like, uh, yeah, so (laughs) sorry. Just processing that. How, how do I, I really, what, how I deal with that is giving them some education on ego energies. Okay. So that, that's really what ends up happening. Someone who's kind of closed minded and acting from victim consciousness. That's when it's time. um, And some people, and I, and so if anybody's listening to me and I've spoken to you about ego energies, I'm not saying you're a narcissist, but I am, I'm saying that for some people, they need to educate themselves on it because it's both ways. A lot of times I, most of the time when I talk about ego energies to clients is so they understand what's being projected onto them by other people. But yes. for that specific question, which would be very few of my clients, I would do I would bring forward some um, education or, and information around ego? Okay. Great. Oh, and then you said something about uh, surrendering your will, right? Unwilling. Yeah. And that and that's the thing. If they're not willing, then that's that's time to make a decision and really set a boundary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Set that boundaries. It's- limit your time. You may have to walk away from a relationship or greatly limit it or greatly limit the exposure because you Mm -hmm. have the right, you you have to, because it is, especially for all of us here that are empathic, it is just, it is difficult. It is a challenge. Remember that gold bubble. I love that. I think about that. Even when I travel, I think about that. Put them in the gold bubble, put me in the gold bubble. Um, I like that. Keith asks, what kind of crystal or crystals would you work with or have on you to help you out? I I don't like crystals. I, in fact, I've got very, <laughs> I have very, I'm kind of living normally. I was, uh, I just was uh, as a part-time job here because I'm in a transition with my life, as some of you know. Um, I was, I just finished up being a substitute teacher and I think I had, I think I had like 11 or 13. And I've heard some people say, you shouldn't wear that many. I'm like, I go with how I feel and I love it. It makes me feel good. I like um, black tourmaline and I also like, uh, what's the other one? Jet. Jet's also a really good one. Mm -hmm. Um, There's lots of them. What about you? uh, What about, what about you, Tammy? Do you have some favorites that you like too, as far as? Yeah. Uh, black tourmaline, shungite, selenite, 
rose quartz. I think I always sound like a broken record when that question is asked because I always have the the labradorite. Um, it definitely depends on the situation for mm -hmm. sure. Uh, if I know I'm going somewhere that like Las Vegas, I would definitely bring some of my protective yes. you know, tiger's eye, like every an art, you know, I'd have a whole little container of crystals with me or something, but yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That was a great question too. But um, before we run out of time, I wanted to bring up uh, one point is that uh, how important each person is because a lot of times when we stuff down our truth right we think uh when I was much much younger much younger young adult I remember I was talking to a, a woman that could have been my grandma and I can't remember what the conversation was and she said to me she like stopped and she like cocked her head and she was like do you not think your opinion matters or something like that and I just like I'll never ever forget that like that's like one of those moments, like, I, like a huge aha of like, like I, like afterwards, my thought was, was like, well, yeah, I do think my opinion matters, but obviously in self-reflection, whatever it was I was saying implied, like there's some, there was some truth to what she said. Like mm -hmm. I was definitely had some ambivalence around that. But so my point is, is every person counts. And this is why our truth is being so attacked and shamed and crushed in today's world and judged and judged and you're shamed for it because I see something, I see this and I'm sure you've seen this before, Lisa, too, like a statement on social media that said uh, the day we all say no, this is all over. Right. Yep. And yep. it's so true because uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about the the Maharishi effect, right? Yes. This is, this is how powerful we are. So Mah Maharishi was a Indian yoga guru uh, known for um, popularizing and developing transcendental meditation. And so, and uh, you know, tongue in cheek science. Uh, came in and studied this meditation, but this I would say is is true because this is uh, this is true um, that large groups of people coming together and meditating and focusing on uh, you know the same intention, we change energy with that. You can yes. influence the masses with those good intentions. And, you know, what's commonly spoken about in that is like, you can reduce crime rates or, you know, whatever the intention is. And so this is how important individual consciousness is to the collective. And that is why every single one of you matters. I matter, you matter, every single one of you and every single person it, it, it also hurts my heart when I hear someone who's really awake and they're like, you know, this is BS. This is nonsense. That doesn't, you know, we all hear that a lot. Like things don't make sense. And yeah, we, the, those that are awake say that because we operate from our senses and our mm -hmm. intuition. Right. And yes. Right. If it doesn't make sense, well, it's true. Mm -hmm. So, um, oh shoot. I just lost my thought. Um, you're talking about how we come together in a circle, uh, we can, and then we've got people who we make a difference. 
Um, yeah. And um, it hurts your heart when people. Right. When people, thank you, Lisa. When you're people welcome. say, but what can we do? Yes. What can we do? Well, what can and we I'm do? And I'm like, oh, I'm like, what, no. What, oh, oh, wise, wise <laughs> Tammy, what can, I, I, I think I know the answer. Don't, don't but think what, that. But what? Like, don't think that thought. Yes. Don't think that thought. Stop, yes. Stop thinking that thought because you're giving your power away. It's energy. Like, it's energy. It's and energy. So it matters. Like, yes, it we does. We all think, oh, but what can we do? Well, you just threw in the towel. Yep. Stop throwing in the towel with your thoughts. Like, yes. Because it really, really, really matters. It, it matters to the collective. So that that's my that was like my one big point I wanted to say in all of this is that you matter, your thoughts matter, your belief matters, and do not align with powerlessness in any way. Because truly, if we all just said no, this would be we'd be ascended and we wouldn't even be talking about negative energies. So hundred percent. And as we all know, we're energetic beings. And that's what I love about these communities, us coming together uh, on these different channels, these different platforms, just because we can feel that we're not alone, that we there are other like minded people out there that we can connect with. Find your tribe find your tribe. Um, Keith says, wow, thank you for sharing this. I just realized something. Time for the golden bubble. <laughs> yeah. uh, Tammy, this has just been such a wonderful hour. And we there are things we haven't even talked about as usual, but we went exactly where we were supposed to go. And everybody just love all these questions and answers. Uh, Tammy, how can people find you? What's the best way that they can find you? Uh, well, I keep it simple. All my handles are at Transcending Belief. Uh, but my website is my name. So it's uh, TammyFranklin.net. And, and she has so online scheduling, which is awesome and amazing. Yes. Love that. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Thank you, Lisa. Online scheduling. I'm on Instagram. And then my YouTube channel handle is uh, at Transcending Belief as well. Please go follow her on YouTube. She's going to be doing more of these kinds of types of talks. She is She's still a busy mom doing things and keeping busy with her clients, but I know she's going to be doing more. Tammy is going to be doing more yes. of these types of talks. Tammy is a wealth of knowledge. And I have just, I am so grateful that I met you three and a half years ago because this journey that I have been on these last three and a half years, Tammy, seriously, uh, I'm very, I'm very particular on who I work with and you are, you are the real deal. So please consider checking out Tammy at TammyFranklin.net. Check her out on Instagram and on her YouTube channel at Transcending Belief. She's awesome. She's amazing. She truly, truly is heart-centered and which I just love. And thank you to everybody who is, I've, I'm watching the comments scroll by and I just thank you so much for, for all the comments. Um, if you haven't already done so, please consider liking and subscribing this video. It does help get the word out, share if you feel guided to do so. And uh, Tammy, any final thoughts you'd like to share uh, before we go here? Oh, no, I, th I think we covered it. I th okay. It was it was wonderful. Yes. And thank you. I thought all the questions were wonderful. And the audience, thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Tammy. So appreciate you. All right, everybody. I look forward to seeing you next Sunday night. We'll be here with mini healings and oracle readings. So much love and so much blessings. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.